but I literally just got off the phone with a pet store retailer and we were talking about the benefits of fat as a fuel source and a ketogenic diet and it left me really jazzed up about fat. Fat is my favorite macronutrient for many reasons and we really got into the nitty gritty of it on the call and now I'm just super inspired and I figured I would share a little bit of that conversation here because I know that if you're like me, the more often you hear about a concept, the more it really sticks in our mind and the easier it becomes to educate our pet parents, your, your consumers, your customers about this concept because I genuinely believe, and this is me included, we as an industry aren't really talking about fat as much as I believe we should. And again, that's on me too. So I wanna try to change that. And this is my first attempt at doing that, or what, not my first, but one of my first attempts at doing that. So I wanna talk about fat as a benefit really quickly here. And the way that I need to do that is to talk about the two different metabolic pathways. And this is actually true for both humans and dogs, but there are two metabolic pathways. One is glycolysis. Simply stated, that is where the dog is using carbohydrates as their primary fuel source. Then on the flip side, literally, we're flipping the food pyramid upside down, you have ketosis, and that is the other metabolic pathway where the dog is using fat as the primary fuel source. And the reason this is so important is glycolysis, where they're using carbs as the primary fuel source, can lead to inflammation and a whole other host of issues, aka cancer. You guys know that we're out here trying to wage war on pet cancer. And on the other side, you have ketosis, where you're using fat as the fuel source, and fat is widely known to starve cancer cells. So let me let me rewind that a little bit and talk and go back to glycolysis. So glycolysis again is where the body is going to rely heavily and primarily on carbs as a fuel source. So that's going to be any dog eating a kibble, any kibble, I don't care the quality, and that is going to be a dog eating even a raw food or a DIY food, a homemade food that is lower in fat and a little bit higher in a produce level, AKA carbs. And what happens is when you're eating, when you're feeding a diet that is promoting glycolysis to your dog, they're using carbs as a fuel source. So you're gonna get blood glucose or think of blood sugar spikes. You're gonna get insulin spikes and that is going to lead to inflammation. Dogs biologically and naturally were never meant to have multiple blood sugar, us humans as well, blood sugar spikes and insulin spikes, that's very harmful on a dog's body. And what happens in those situations is cancer cells are fed. Cancer cells thrive in the presence of carbohydrates. What actually helps them fuel is sugar. And what do carbs break down into is, is sugar. So if we're feeding a diet that is kibble, we all get right that kibble's not the optimal food, food for dogs, but not only is it unhealthy for them, but it's actually promoting and creating an environment that cancer cells thrive in. But in addition to that, and one step further, and I want to caveat this, I genuinely believe in most situations, and this is my personal belief, that a raw food, even if it's not Bones & Co., obviously, um, but my genuine, my belief is that if you're feeding a kibble and then you switch up to pretty much any raw food, pretty much, uh, you're doing a, a better justice for your dog as, as long as it's complete and balanced. That said, even in the raw category, I see a lot of brands popping up here and there. Many of them are gonna have a lower fat content than we do at Bones & Co. and a higher produce level, like 10, 20, 30% produce. And while that may be great for some dogs, and that's awesome, um, 
that dog is going to be going through a same metabolic process as if they were eating kibble because they're going to be using carbs for a fuel source when you have that lower fat content. So that is really important. I think a lot of people have this assumption that just because you're feeding a complete and balanced raw diet that you're feeding a keto diet or a keto-friendly diet, and that's quite frankly not the case. Now let's flip on the other side and talk about ketosis, and that's what our food is promoting, or if you're making a food on your own that's low in carbon, higher in fat to protein. And ketosis is where the body has very little access to carbohydrates. And so what happens is the body uses up the lower amounts of carbs first. That's the primary and preferred fuel source the body's gonna go to quickly because it's easily accessible. And But once the body goes through that, when you're feeding a keto-friendly diet and the body goes through the carb sources first, what's left for the body to use as a fuel source? Fat. And that's why I love fat so much because Fat then becomes the leading fuel source for the body. It's already depleted those glucose stores, right? So then it's gonna go and lean on fat. And the reason that's so powerful is fat is widely known as a more stable burn on the body. And this applies to many humans as well. So I encourage you guys to go look up uh, keto diets for humans. Uh, but when, you're, when your dog is eating a high fat diet where they're primarily using fat is a fuel source. They're not gonna have as many of those blood glucose spikes. They're not gonna have as many of those insulin spikes. So what are they not gonna have as much of? Inflammation. And on top of that, we talked earlier about carbs being a primary fuel source for cancer and being something that helps cancer cells thrive and grow. But what about fat? What does fat do to cancer cells? It's widely studied that fat, and I think many of you guys know this, but fat starves cancer cells. So that is why I love fat so much because while it's great for dogs that we want to try to keep cancer at bay uh, because we all potentially have cancer cells in us and we just wanna do our best to, to shove them down and shut them the heck up, uh, but it also helps your dog's metabolism burn at a more steady rate and with when you're have and when you and when you do that you have less turmoil in the metabolic function and dogs tend to thrive more this is how dogs in the wild would naturally and currently if they're in the wild naturally select wolves they self-select a one-to-one -one fat to protein ratio there's several studies that talk about that if you guys want one I can link one down below. If you're in Rodney Habib's uh, insider group, they just had Mark Roberts, he's a scientist, uh, come, up, come onto that page. And he was talking about this very thing, which I think is pretty freaking cool. Or you guys can go look up Dr. Ian Billinghurst. He talks about this same fact as well. So anyways, that's it. I don't wanna go too much. I'm already at seven minutes. My goal was to keep this at three minutes, but you guys get me talking about fat and the power of fat. I could go for days, it feels like. So if you guys have any questions, comment down below. This was very high level. Uh, and if you guys want more videos like this, comment that down below. But thank you so much. I hope this helped you out a little bit. Maybe you learned a little something. Maybe you learned a different way to talk about something. So when you're out there and you're educating and you're inspiring the world, it's a little bit easier. All right, guys, hope you have a beautiful day. Thanks, bye.